0: And we are live with a new hoodie tonight.
1: <laughs> yep, we have a little shout-out to uh, a little thank you from your K&K partner in crime, Kenny Kirkpatrick. we got one in black, one in white. And a shout-out to Coach Breslin and his apparel company for actually putting them together for us. So, Absolutely. Yep, little Kurt Valenti,
0: Jennifer Valenti, all in on high school sports. This is the first night we're rocking the gear. Yep gonna have a little store opening up so if anyone's gonna to want to grab any uh all in on high school sports gear again kenny. big shout out to our guy kenny for christmas gifts for yes. us Yep. big shout out to obviously coach breslin for his awesome um, apparel yep and uh coach breslin saying looking great awesome <laughs> mr kirkpatrick saying good evening everyone thank you for watching the best high school sports show on earth
1: oh thank you there but
0: yes, yes this is uh we didn't want to wear both tonight to look that bad Get but uh <laughs> yeah yeah so I'll have mine on next week you'll have yours hanging up yep. but um it looks good they both look awesome thank you guys
1: thank you again uh what do we got on the agenda tonight tonight we are going to welcome coach uh andrea mondadori laguette i hope i'm pronouncing her last name correctly i'm gonna have to have her say that for me she is the uh, varsity softball coach at west essex and assistant girls volleyball coach we will be welcoming her to the show to speak um about those girls programs and then we will also be welcoming uh Joe Draws owner of JD Core Training in Fairfield to talk about how he trains athletes of all ages.
0: Awesome. Mr. Ciciliano saying hello.
1: Hello. He's
0: saying Coach in Sis. different language, but he's saying hello. <laughs> so thank you Mr. Sis for uh joining us. But um excited again, we got the gear. You know, we got to get we got to work on one thing a little bit. We got to work on our uh like Bobby Blackjack stepped up the game with the uh what's the word, like his display. So we got one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got one display from Beckton. We're going to have to, we're going to start that. Another thing we're going to do throughout the night tonight, okay, throughout the night tonight, we have our guy, Rob Neely, Mr. Smokey Beard. Next Wednesday on the K&K Sports Show for our Super Bowl preview, he is going to be cooking live. Two of these appetizers that are on the screen right now, we are running a tally. We're running a vote throughout uh, the K&K and New all on High School Sports Show. So tonight, please, anybody who has not voted yet, you can vote again. Drop, what a, it, comment. drop a comment. What is your favorite Super Bowl appetizer? There's the choices up top.
1: We got, I'm just going to read them real quick. Go Pizza, ahead. chips and dip, nachos, mozzarella sticks, wings, pretzel bites, Buffalo chicken dip, pigs in a blanket, or, um, excuse me, pigs in a blanket, or spinach dip with rye bread. Now, these choices came up from your K&K panel, correct? Yes, they came up from That's our panel, so um,
0: this is what Mr. Neely is going to bring it down to, and the, the top two, two he will be yep. cooking live on air. Mark is saying good evening. Mark Caldero, oh, good evening. Mark, Hope all is well, you. all is well. Hope all is well with you and your family also. As
1: well,
0: yes. So, um, excited for tonight. Um, two great guests. Looking forward to it. Yep. Um. Hey, tonight opening night. Yeah. Right? Opening basketball. night, winter yes. season. Yep. Weird saying well, that basketball. in September, yeah. in almost February, isn't it? <laughs> so I know. Um, it's, uh,
1: it's glad that they're they're getting tonight starts uh, basketball. And fencing and bowling are on the games beginning. Um, NJSIA adjusted winter sports, so I know Montville girls basketball is opening again. I don't know with weather if anything got canceled. Um, I know we had an early dismissal, so I don't know if any high schools were affected. But some, you know, hopefully we're gonna have Montville girls basketball on very soon. We're thinking next week if we can make it happen. Okay. Essex girls basketball is supposed to open tonight as well, so it is opening day. Um, so it'll be exciting to see who played and uh, have those kids start their season. Okay. And we have uh, Coach Mondo in the waiting room. we ready Uh, to bring her in? Yes, bring her in. As Coach Mondo is coming in here. Good evening, Coach. How are you? Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us tonight. Let me introduce you to our audience, please. Now, please forgive me. I'm sure you still go by Mondo, right? uh, Yeah. (laughs) But we have Andrea Mondadori, and I don't want to mispronounce your married name. Laguette. Lauget. Lauget. I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me. No, it's okay.
2: You can say (laughs) Lauget. Okay. (laughs) Mondo's easier.
1: Usually, usually will start to just refer to everybody as coach. Yeah, coach. Yeah,
2: coach. There you go. Mondo is stuck and has never
1: left. It's I'm sure.
2: Been a part of me forever. There you go. And
1: probably will be. Well, welcome to the show. I'd like to introduce you to our audience. You've had. You'll be entering this spring your 17th season at the helm of the West Essex Varsity Softball Program. You've had um, five county final appearances, winning the championship in 20, 2007 and 2016. Uh, you also most recently won a sectional title. in uh, in 2016 as well so welcome to the show we're eager to talk to you about both of the sports that you will be coaching
2: Thanks for having me
0: No thank you for joining us and uh, <laughs> we're getting a comment from Nick Kerr saying um, good evening everybody so thank oh. you for joining <laughs> and um, again we want to appreciate we go way back we'll get into that later on talking about coaching <laughs> with your dad and stuff like that so it's a pleasure having you on uh, I'll start with an easy question. For you, we, they get harder. You know, what I mean, we start off easy and then yeah. we get we get harder. But West Essex, uh, West Essex traditionally has a very strong girls athletic program. Um, as the head softball coach now, former head volleyball coach, assistant volleyball coach now, um, can you speak about the program, the athletes, and what makes them so strong at uh, West Essex? Overall, yeah.
2: Um, the one thing that I, I guess, what. The first thing that comes to my mind about West Essex um, athletes in general is not what they so much do during the season. It's what they do outside of the season. They are committed fully year round to just getting better at everything. They're they're committed to gyms, uh, personal training um, at the school, you know, anything that they can do to make themselves better athletes, that that bar has been set so high the minute they enter the school that it's a commitment. And it not only just brings, you know, good um, teamwork and, and championships and all that, it, it builds confidence. It makes them quicker, faster, and all that extra stuff just, you know, makes you better down the road. Um, and that's one thing I could say about all the programs at West Essex, it's just their commitment to work year round on, on all the sports that they play, not just one sport. There's multi-sport athletes across the board, Um, but they're just constantly working hard, pushing, and they also push each other. Um, It's not, you know, where, Oh, oh, this one's better. they, they push each other to do better. Um, And it's really exciting to see, obviously this year was so different, but when we're in school, And we're going through the day of, you know, just classes and Mm -hmm. all the other things that go with being in a high school. Um, You could just feel the excitement every single day of, you know, which team is doing what and which team's playing and, and they're wearing their jerseys and their fan shirts and all the stuff that goes with being in a high school, like, you know, cliche high school uh, atmosphere. That's what we have at our school. And it's everybody. There's an all in, like, you know, you're. No pun intended your show, but uh, there's an all in um, mentality where everybody is pretty much, you know, supporting the athletes, um, the band, every, you know, anything we have going on at our school, it's, it's really important and everybody, you know, thrives on it. Um, I also run student council, which is like not usually talked about. I'm not interviewed about, but it's like my favorite part of the school and the events that we do. And then it just brings everybody together, um, and not just separate sports. So, you know, what makes West Essex different? I think that is what makes West Essex different. And I, you know, for 20 years, I've been, you know, pouring everything I have personally into just creating a culture of what, you know, I experienced in high school of Rutherford and just carried that over into West Essex and. You know, that's what stands out the most to me and why I, why I love going there every day.
0: You're getting a shout out from our friend, Kenny Kirkpatrick in Maryland saying best of luck this upcoming season.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, coach, I'm and- excited to have a season. <laughs> that's what we're kind of going to get into next a little bit. Um, as you know, we're dealing with a ton of changes, right, for 2020, 2021. Um, one change of note, particularly for winter and spring sports, is that adjusted start, start times for the season. So now you coach girls volleyball, right, which is typically a fall sport that's been moved to a March 1st start. And you also coach softball, which typically starts like that first Friday in March, but now is slated to begin April 1st. So I have kind of a two-part question for you. Yeah, I'm question...
2: trying try <laughs> to rack my brain around this too. I,
1: so, my first part is like, kind of, how do you feel about the changes? And then, secondly, you know, you're you're a perfect example of um, the potential to kind of overlap that winter and spring season a little bit. So, I was wondering if you could maybe just kind of speak to that a little bit from a player's yeah, perspective. Yeah, I actually, uh,
2: I'm got, well, it's nice to actually have, have some sort of pr- another person that's going through it with me is Blue um, Man who's the Dolly Head softball coach.
1: I coached so I was the West head Essex volleyball for basketball. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. So I I was the head coach of uh, volleyball for for so long, but I had my son, he was born September 2nd, 2016, so I had to make that decision to kind of step back. Um and my my best friend Bill Humes, be, uh, became the head coach, which which is great and I was very excited about that he could take over the program and run with it. Um but what happened was I came back and I missed it so much. I said, let me just coach freshmen. I think that's the perfect role. I spoke to Luann and she just said, you know, as a, as a softball head coach and freshman volleyball coach, it's the perfect um, job. So I I did my first freshman team um, last season and it was the best experience I ever had. And I, I loved every minute of coaching freshman volleyball, which, um, I just, you know, the grassroots and teaching the skills and just showing, you know, being able to see that where, where they started to where they finished um, was just a really exciting experience. And I was so looking forward to doing that again. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, falls, they all the fall sports happened and volleyball was the sport that got moved, which we were fine with. Okay, that's great. We'll, we'll put it in February. It will be, you know, we could, not cross over our seasons and um you know hopefully everybody's you know you know the, the virus has gone down and people are vaccinated and we can get back in the gym um so everything was was fine until about you know right before i want to say in right like december 11th i think i just thrown a number out uh, a, a date out um they came out and said you know what um because softball you know baseball missed their spring season we're going to extend the season a little bit longer because volleyball didn't miss their season prior, softball and baseball missed their season. So we're going to push the start back date back a little bit more, which means volleyball and softball is going to overlap. So at first I obviously panicked. I'm like how can I possibly do that? You know, I really do love coaching freshman volleyball, but at the same time, like softball is my my main, you know, my main thing. So I panicked, obviously, I took some time to not, you know, to not think about it. And then uh, I met with my athletic director last week. And um, I spoke with um, Luann at uh, Nutley, and I spoke to Joe Pyro at Nutley. And I just kind of got their thoughts about it, um, and what they were going to do. And and after I talked to my athletic director last week, he just kind of calmed me down and was like, you know, we can make it work. You can, um, you know, you can stagger your times and we can, you know, kind of make that happen, um, which is really like a three-week overlap. So basically, preseason for softball starting April 1st, and then scrimmages or games are starting April 19th. Volleyball is going to start March 1st, and the final date of competition is April 24th. Uh, which means varsity will probably go a little bit longer, and freshmen will, pro- will probably like kind of backload our games earlier in the season just to kind of make that happen um I think the real p- problem is going to be gym space because now you're fighting with every indoor winter sport yeah. and now you're throwing in volleyball yeah mm-hmm. um and we're talking wrestling you know I, I think basketball will be done by then um because they're done at the end of February but now we have volleyball wrestling fencing um you know it, it baseball we we need gyms what I'm really excited for is finally, we're playing during a nice season weather. Like, you know, March 1st, I think I had in all the years of coaching, two at the most, and one was this most recent, which was too good to be true, so I knew something was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> we were outside on March 1st, and that's usually like not, never happen. Like, I, I won't even see my, like, batting cage get set up until, you know, mid, uh you know at the end of
1: March if I'm lucky or even if you're lucky enough to get outside you're in like a scarf and gloves and yeah exactly
2: which you know my players will say that they hate being inside in the gym I totally understand that but I absolutely like actually like being in the gym because we can work on so much skill work and just get ourselves conditioned um just working on you know all reps that you normally wouldn't be able to work on outside I selfishly like the inside but I am looking forward to that nice weather and just being outside because once I think, you know, the spring and we're outside and we're playing sports, you know, it's a little more relaxed with, you know, mask, you know, it's not so worrying about the six feet and, because yeah. you're outside and it's just better weather. Um, and I personally love coaching softball when we get into those county and state tournaments because our pitchers, you know, they're, they're more relaxed Warmer, They can throw more. They, they're they not so tense in the cold. Everybody's just more relaxed. And um, I, I've fought really looking forward to this season for, one, having it, and, two, just being able to enjoy that weather that, you know, right when it gets really nice, like season's over, um, <laughs> which is great because I'm heading down the shore immediately. <laughs> but, um, you know, now we can actually play and enjoy it.
0: Uh, a couple comments. There's one from a Tracy Ann saying, love Coach Mondo. My daughter Ashley can't wait until next year to have her coaching her.
1: Oh, that's uh, my, my co-teacher uh, there, Tracy Suey. Yep, nice. <coughs> and uh, Coach
0: Breslin saying, this is going back to the West Essex question that you answered. Sounds like there's a great reason why West Essex does very well. The commitment and energy that she puts into the programs, kids will buy into that and will get so much out of that. Keep up the great
2: work. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much.
0: Um, Oh, we got another. Here's a comment from Megan Graz. And and Megan, I I don't want to say her name wrong, but I know the old name is Culvert. Two great softball coaches (laughs) together on the screen. Hey, Kurt and Andrea, thank you for watching.
2: That's so funny. My neighbor growing up.
0: There it is. So I got a softball question. I'm going to put you on a little spot here because that's what we do. Okay. That's what we do. Um, okay. Well, I have students
2: watching this, so. Oh please. no, no, no! It's not like <laughs> okay. that. No, no, no! It's just
0: a softball question, in General. We're we're pretty good at okay. that. But, um, you know, it and again, not that there's a rumor about this or that there's whispers about it, but like some people have been saying it, whether it's you know online or other sports shows and stuff like that about softball. It's it's obviously said when you have that stud softball pitcher. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have a great team. You're gonna have a chance to be be have, to have a great team. So being on the baseball no, side. Having a
2: good, having well, a good pitcher in, in softball, baseball, is just puts you in the game. It right, just, puts you no in the game. But,
0: but, here's the, but here's the difference. We're taking it from the baseball, playing high school baseball, and basically having um, a dominant pitcher on our team that we had. It, it was more, it's more strategy as a coach because you're, that person's limited to where that coach has to decide, where am I pitching him, seven innings, No more Mm -hmm. than five. You need the four days rest. Softball, it's a little different. That pitcher can pitch every game. So, I guess, three part question for you. One, can you see softball ever doing something where they're making it, you know, a pitcher is limited to innings and not being able to pitch? So, three part. Number one, will they ever, can you ever see softball doing it? If they do, how would it impact the game? And three, would you be a fan of it?
2: I've, all right. So we'll start with number one. I, I have no idea, but as long as all the coaches that I'm friends with that are a part of the committees, it'll never happen. Um, Cause it's just, you know, finding pitchers alone is so hard. It's right. It's not easy to become a pitcher and, you know, make that full commitment to becoming a pitcher year round. Um, it's so it's just really difficult. Um, when we went to 43 feet, we thought that was the end of the world. I mean, we thought that was going to change the whole game. It really didn't. Um, it did make it better for our hitters. But I don't think I, – I don't know if I'm just, you know, too old school right now to say that, but I don't think that that's going to change just because a pitcher can throw so frequently and not be – you know, as long as the coach is doing – like, as long as you're – you know you're not scheduling a million games you're not playing doubleheaders on the weekend and pitching her every single game you know the emotional to toll on a pitcher you know I feel like that's a lot of part you know part of it even though the softball pitcher can throw every single day or you know as often as as she can you still have to you know make sure that she's okay like her back her legs her everything about you know it's it's just there's a lot of um you know, sensitivity there too, on the emotion, because there's a game where she, you know, can get, you know, rattled. And then there's a game where she's, you know, striking, you know, 15 batters out. So you have to really make sure the, the emotional well-being of the pitcher is there as well, just for, you know, being able to, you know, basically carry the team all the time. Um, but, you know, as far as uh, it, the second part question is, you um, I'm sorry, the third one was that <laughs> it was a long I minute. I am not gonna be a fan of it, no, just because of the limited amount of pitchers. And I'm not sure if I really answered number two yet.
0: Okay. But well, you know what would be weird? But it <laughs> would but but as a coach though, it really would. It would totally change though, like the gameplay. Oh yeah. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, because like yeah. again on a baseball, it, it's like you gotta worry about weather. You know, you try, should I try to get this in and have them? Right. Or you know, and that's why in baseball you see a lot of upsets, you know, you see where you know, a, a team who doesn't, you know, you're facing, it's like somebody's number one versus somebody's number three. And it's like, it, it's just, it's a little, I don't know. To me, it's like interesting to see if it ever would do it. But, um, I agree with you. I don't think they ever would do it, but, um, hey, it was worth it. But yeah, I, and I, I obviously
2: I'm never going to never say never. Cause you never know <laughs> what could happen, but, um, I think we're, you know, it's hard to, you know, just get the pictures as it is. So I, I feel like if they can do it and they have been doing it, especially at 43 feet wide change. Right.
1: Coach, we had um, one of your fellow West Essex coaches on in the fall uh, to represent field hockey, Gianna Durso. And mm-hmm. when she came on, they had just come off like a COVID related interruption to their schedule, right? So we asked her like, are the girls rusty? Like, did they need it to adjust to playing? And like, we couldn't even get the question out. She shook her head and she likened them to like unleashed, uncaged animals, like once they got onto the field. So yeah. you are going to be coaching two sports that probably have been chomping at the bit to play like the delayed start in volleyball your softball girls pretty much had their entire season you know post canceled last year so how would you describe your girls and their readiness to play in both seasons
2: I so you know one of my favorite teams of all time I'm going to start with softball first was uh was two seasons ago um and where the juniors now were freshmen and we had about five freshmen in the starting lineup, and about eight freshmen that made varsity and that were, you know, contributing or helping in some way. And we had a, a senior Julia Vardaman, who, like you said, she was a she was our uh, she was our shortstop. Mm-hmm. That was our pitcher. Um, and we were the complete underdog all season. We competed in our awesome conference, which I appreciate every day because it was just. We, we constantly push each other and we, you know, and I think four or five of uh, the SEC teams went to the state section finals that year. And uh, just because of how competitive it was. And now all these girls that were freshmen that did so well and they had such great seasons um, were, like you said, fire and just caged animals ready to go <laughs> sophomore year. We started outside Mar- the first Friday of March and they were just so ready to go then. And when we got shut down, it it was absolutely devastating. Like I still will never forget how miserable and horrible I felt uh, for the girls, you know, and and what what we had just come off of. You know, we we went to the state section final. We lost. We were the seventh seed. Uh, we had a home game in the section final. Um, it was the best season, the most like proud I've ever been of a team, just where we started and where we finished. and they were so young and ready to go. And when we got shut down, it, it was devastating. and I know that they felt that way too, and they've committed to working all year round. Um, so I think now, you know, I truly believe that when we get there and we start going, for softball, it's going to be unbelievable because they're going to be so excited to just be back together after what we just went through. Um, I still can't, you know, I still don't forget that season. I I still think about it all the time as like one of my best memories ever of coaching. And I know that they feel the same way too. So I, I'm just really, like you said, looking forward to it. As far as freshman volleyball players, it's probably the first time they ever played freshman volleyball. (laughs) I think they're just going to be so excited to play and I'm going to be like a complete psycho. So I hope that they're <laughs> ready, um, you know, to, to, to go, but I, I know I'll be that way. So I, I, I'm sure they're going to be just as excited.
0: And, uh, my last question is you, obviously you come from a, a very athletic family and of course that, uh, includes your dad who I had the pleasure of coaching. I thought under... you were going to
2: say my sister because everyone will say Oh, oh, you're that lefty pitcher. And I was like, no, that's my sister. No, no, I, I, no, no, I know
0: about it, but I'm not going to say it. So, uh, But I'm going to mention your dad because obviously I had the privilege of coaching yeah. under, under him for three years at Emerson. And, I mean, phenomenal coach. One of the best. Listen, I, I'll go out there and say one of the best just from not even just the everyday softball stuff, but the base running and defending the base running and yeah, all he, that stuff. A, right. Y- you know?
2: Unbelievable. I, it, he's he came in, we you know was coaching with us uh, years ago, and um, just the just the aggressiveness on the bases alone was like a whole nother level of competitive that that just put us in a different category. Um, and I totally agree with you. Yes,
0: uh, we get a comment from Tyler Sorrentino saying, "Let's go, Mondo." So <laughs> he's, a,
2: he's a good kid. <laughs> and, uh, so I guess my
0: question is, what impact um, did he have as? Uh, one, I mean, I guess I'll ask you as a player, but more importantly now, like being as a head coach, what impact did he have at, uh, on you, uh, as a, with coaching?
2: Well, I guess, you know, we were really lucky because growing up, he was involved with us coaching, you know, with coaching us at a young age. And, um, my sisters and I, all three of us really, um, I do have another sister Dawn. She's the long, long lost, uh, middle child sister <laughs> that, uh, you know, but, um, We, you know, he coached, he coached uh, Freehold Township High School when I was in high school. So he, he couldn't get to my spring games, but he did coach uh, the Rutherford, like travel team in the fall. Um, You know, he, what I love, what what memories I have is that, you know, I was the first one taken out. I was the first one that didn't start because I was the coach's daughter. You know, he wanted to make it clear that, you know, he wasn't favoring anybody, Um, and I had to earn it, but then he went on to coach club, more of a competitive club when club, the club circuit really started picking up after I had gone to high school and he started coaching my sister. Uh, it was the Clifton charmers. It was like a big club team at the time. So I was always able to, uh, watch, you know, just the, the way he navigated with, uh, parents and, you know, building that community, because that's something that, you know, is really important too at West Essex that I didn't mention before about what makes West Essex different is the community and the parents are really awesome. They're, they're amazing. They, they support, um, you know, the, the learning and, and coaching outside of it, you know, just carrying that over and supporting their kids into doing what they want to do. Um, so I was able to watch my dad kind of navigate with other parents, coaches and the kids to kind of make it, you know, one program. And you don't want to have, you know, them too much because it's, you know, this, they're not making decisions, but it, you want to all coexist and make it a positive experience for everybody around. Okay. So I have really did get to watch my dad, um, you know, see the political aspect of it and also, you know, how to make it the best possible scenario. And one of the best things that I can go back to and Kurt, you, totally know what I'm saying, you know, is, is with Ari Salamando. Okay. Now Ari was my dad's catcher and um, she was supposed to start her senior year. And she, um, she broke her neck in a few places and um, she was paralyzed. Um, And my dad completely shifted from always, you know, which he was always very competitive and they wanted to win. You know, my sister was the pitcher and they went, you know, state championships and they were, did great. Um, but it became more about what high school sports is about with that building that community and what's really important. And I got to see my dad, you know, help start this Edsaf foundation and these tournaments of, you know, we're softball players, but we're also a family that's going to be here for this girl, Ari, uh-huh. that just would, suffered something horrible. And we're going to you know, make her life better. And we're gonna, you know, focus on that. And the EdSAF tournament became huge. People were, you know, donating and, and attending these tournaments. And I got to play against my, you know, coach against my dad um, ever since, you know, I, when I was able to take over the program. And that is probably the best example I could say about why we do what we do, okay? Because at the end of the day, when Ari knew that she had my father to count on as her high school coach, uh-huh. okay? And it had nothing really to do with softball other than that she wanted to play softball. Um, and building that that community and, and what it's really about, that's the most important thing, I think. Um, you know, and Sadly, Ari has passed away since, so. But it's always just the best memory I can have with my dad and just something I can look up to. Um, as far as being, you know, uh, doing all the right things when it comes to high school sports. Yep.
1: Nice, very nice. We're gonna switch gears, coach. Well, one more comment oh, before we get to wrap okay. it. We got yeah. one
2: more comment from Tyler
0: saying West Essex baseball and softball both winning a state championship this year. Heard it, here, would... heard it here first. So he's calling it.
1: That would be husband wife. <laughs> that would be husband wife uh, championships, right? <laughs> oh, happy... <laughs> it would be a happy household. Yeah, happy household.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Um, Coach, we're going to switch gears a little bit because okay. you are soon to be a published author, if I'm not mistaken, to uh, the book Cosmic Cousins Visit Jupiter. Could you talk about your book and, uh, you know, its release uh, really quickly for us?
2: Well, first, thank you so much for plugging my book. This is a very good experience <laughs> uh, for me. <laughs> so... When we went into quarantine um, and we lost our season, as I told you, I was like, you know, I, obviously I've been coaching and going hundred miles an hour for 20 years and even coaching in college and playing in college and high school. And all of a sudden my life just stopped, you know, which I'm not used to at all. Okay. I'm used to proms and this and, that, and just planning all these end of the year events, Mr. West Essex. And all of a sudden my life just stopped. And I, I was, you know, I, I have to admit that I was a little depressed and didn't know what life, you know, where everything was, how how it was happening, what was happening. And, you know, we're quarantined and we're home and my son, um, you know, is really loves the planets and loves everything about it. But he, he really didn't have like the imagination skills that I thought he he needed to have at the time. So we would lay in bed and I, you know, I would make up these stories with him and um, you know, let's take a trip to, you know, which planet do you want to go to? And he'd say Jupiter. And he'd help me come up with these scenarios uh, with his cousins. And, you know, we cut, every night we started just coming up with all these different things. And what I, I realized was, okay, we're going to go to each planet and we're going to play a different kid game that he knows on each of the different planets. And they're going to correlate with each planet. So the first one is Jupiter. And my my nephew, I'm giving it away, is, is hiding in, <laughs> you know, in the giant red spot. And you were learning about the planet while you're on it. So my son is, you know, engaged. And then the next day, you know, we go to Saturn and they have a race around Saturn, like a high school racetrack. And I'm pulling in the high school sports, you know, and and they have a race, but you're learning about the rings. And then we go to Mars. I'm not, I don't know the exact order, what they're deciding to publish in order, but uh, Mars and we play Red Rover and we play um, the floor is lava on Venus because there's, you know, lot uh, volcanoes, and then we play. Um, we're gonna play Marco Polo on Earth, and just a different kid game on each planet. So one day, I I just woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put them down on paper. So I just started typing away, and before I knew it, I had five books written. So I started testing them out on my neighbors and my cousin, my nephews and, and nieces, and and my my friends. And they're like, all right, you got to, you got to, you know, try to get an illustrator. So I got an illustrator and I had him come up with the whole, you know, the whole book. So he drew it up and, um, you know, which is totally not anything what we talked about today. This has nothing to do with softball.
1: (laughs) 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 Community
2: council, teaching accounting and sports management, none of that. (laughs) But, you know, what what I felt because my life had stopped so drastically that maybe I could push the boundaries and, you know, get get outside of my comfort zone as an educator and really take things to a different, you know, just to kind of like fill that void. Um, but I also brought in the aspect of competition with these books and I want to see the kids, you know, about teamwork and, and, you know, it's, you know, how to lose and how to win and, um, learning about the planets at the same time. So it's educational. Um, so that's where we're at. Uh, I, I put it into a publishing company and they accepted it for publishing and it's a, uh, it's almost ready. It's almost done. It's going to be out exciting. on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, eBooks, Kindle, like the whole work. Oh, that's so so cool. we're, we're going to start, um, you know, we have an Instagram, we have a website, my sister, you know, my sisters are really helping. And so
1: I know you can't see the screen right now, but we did throw okay. up an yep, image of it there. from uh, and uh, with the website www.cosmiccousinsbooks.com. So be looking forward to. it. We'll definitely have to get a copy at Steve. Oh yeah, school. we got it. We got to
0: get a copy and put it right here <laughs> on the <laughs> display. You know what I'm
1: saying? Well, oh, you uh, let me when it comes
2: out. Trust me, you're gonna know about it. I All right, me. there you go. I will be signing books for every kid.
1: There you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we're gonna. Aren't so be you be be like, a softball coach? You're yeah.
2: like I, 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 the Cosmic
1: <laughs> multi cousin. multi Multifaceted. Uh, coach, we're going to move into something called rapid fire. These are, uh, oh, God. you know, quick quick and fun. Quick and fun. Oh, boy. <laughs>
2: All right. Quick hey, and... I hope these are poker questions. No, no, no. Here we go.
0: First one. More competitive coach, you or your husband? Uh, him.
1: That's okay. I always say that Kurt actually makes me look non-competitive people are like yeah. how is that people who know me and don't know him are like how is that possible but <laughs> yeah all right I grew up in Essex County right I'm a West Essex grad um, you grew up in Bergen County um, Kurt grew up in Bergen County he's always talking about the pizza in Bergen County now you know oh, both boy. Bergen and Essex oh, so my question is okay. where mm-hmm. who's got the better pizza?
2: Um, in Hackensack, uh, Brooklyn Pizza in Hackensack. all right. Wood-
1: all right. Yep, write it right right by yeah, We usually get a good pizza place out of these. Actually. That's my favorite, it's <laughs> right by FDU.
2: It's where I used to play basketball in the summer in our travel team. We used to go to Brooklyn Pizza right after. It's still there today. Check home. that out. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta check that yeah. out. <laughs> all right.
0: How about what? What was your biggest win as a head coach?
2: I oh god, like. I uh, that's a really that's a wrap that's this is not fair, <laughs> but I would say, uh, all right, the most recent one, I would say, um, you know, most recent only. So I hope none of my former players get upset when I don't say that <laughs> particular. Uh, the, the game we we upset Indian Hills, um, in, in 2019, and um, you we were the underdog, and I think that was, and also, um, uh, I, I, that, yeah, right now that's, I, I could name like five, but. Okay.
1: The and, reason. uh, toughest loss to follow that one up.
2: The, the end of the 2019 season, that was the toughest loss. Yep. That because we, we had so much momentum and we had gone so far and we, we just, we just lost to, uh, West Milford to end the season. And I thought we really had, you know, we, we were going to do it, but they were just senior dominated and, and it was their time.
0: Okay, everyone gets a cheat day. So, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, or Chick-fil-A? What's your choice?
2: Chick-fil-A, I'm a silver member. I go
1: every day. <laughs> <laughs> Got one close by, right that Willowbrook, so yeah. that's good. Uh, Under Armour, Nike, or Adidas?
2: Uh,
1: Blue, Blue lemon,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta add that to the mix. No, you to the add mix. that one, that's a good thing. I would say um
0: for Nike. Okay, and then next week, Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Who's uh, gonna win? We're a Buccaneers
2: family here, okay? Uh, um, my husband's a huge Tampa Bay oh, well, if he?
0: I've been looking for a yeah. Tampa Bay fan to come on our sports show on uh, Wednesdays. He, we got a
2: uh we got a, a closet of jerseys. Well tell him he's, next he's, Wednesday. He has
0: his old school of Listen, testable. this is done. We need him next Wednesday. <laughs> Oh, I'm no
1: right uh, going to get it in the corner.
0: <laughs> there it out is. The, uh, there it is.
2: And I, I, I'll tell you right now, I love Tom Brady now more than more than him being a Patriot. I oh,
0: there you. okay. So your answer is easy. You're picking the Patriot. Uh, you're
2: picking the, uh, the I, Buccaneers. I, the the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: All right, cool. yep. so our, our last question is we have um, on Kurt's show on Wednesdays, they're having um, – they're going to do a live cooking for these appetizers. Well, I'm not doing the cooking. Well, somebody, somebody else is well, doing the cooking. will be doing it. And uh, so we're voting for our favorite appetizers that you like to eat at the Super Bowl. And the choices are pizza, chips and dip, nachos, mozzarella sticks, wings, pretzel bites, buffalo chicken dip, pigs in a blanket, or spinach dip with rye bread. His panel came up with the choices. They were not randomly. So what's your two? what's your favorite one of those?
2: Wings and much sticks. All right. Yep. Okay. All right.
1: Writing it down. Goes That's in the votes. Goes in the votes. <laughs> uh, easy thing. Co- there we go. End it with the easy one. That's it. Coach, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank we you, guys. We appreciate you taking the time. We would love to, um, of course, catch up with you again closer to your softball season. If your uh, girls' varsity volleyball would like to be featured, we'd definitely like to catch up with you guys. Okay. And feature yeah, for them sure. Well. So thank you so much. Thank right. you. Thank you, guys. Have a good All night. Right. Good luck this season. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Coach Coach Mondo. Nice to have her on. Yes. And we have um, our next guest in the waiting room as well. So I'm going to uh, to bring him in. Okay. So let me get Kenny uh,
0: saying we need Coach Andrea next week on K&K. We definitely need a Bucks fan, but we might have found one. <laughs> we might have found one, All Kenny.
1: Right. All right, we have our next guest here. His audio is getting connected, so I'm just gonna let that. Hi, coach. Can you hear us? How are you? Good. How are you doing? I can hear
3: you. How are you doing? Good. Good.
1: Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. I apologize. We're a few minutes late
3: all good all good
1: so i'd like to introduce you for having me no problem i'd like to introduce you to um our audience this is uh joe draws who is the owner of jd core training located in fairfield new jersey so be sure to check them out on uh, jdcoretraining.com so uh coach why don't we start off can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what jd core training has to offer um and what prompted you to open up a facility like this
3: absolutely um uh again so thank you for having me guys um this is amazing to be a part of the show um as an ex new jersey athlete um and a oh i can't hear you
1: guys hello yep go ahead there yep we got you sorry about that that's That's okay yeah
3: sorry i'm driving i was uh being patient waiting at the facility but uh I had to make my way home after a long 15- to 16-hour day. Listen, I know Mondo likes to talk. I know she wants to see the entire show. (laughs) Perfectly fine with me. If I knew she was talking, I probably would have won first. But uh, like I I said, as the next athlete, um, I got into fitness right away in life. I always knew. That once my fitness, uh, once my athlete career was over, that I would take it into fitness, health, um, some sort of field, either coaching, training people. But um, JD Core Training, also known as the Core, is like you said, located in Fairfield, New Jersey. Our elite high end fitness performance training facility. Um, We offer everything. We train youth athletes, we train professional athletes, we train housewives, we train the CEOs. Okay, so we can offer. Any type of program, whether whatever your goal may be, we have the program to fulfill that. Um, over the past, I'd say 12 years, now that my uh, fitness career was, uh, my athlete career was over, I'm in my fitness career, uh, I figured that if I can't be an athlete anymore, why not better athletes' lives, better people's lives, bring positivity, bring success, um, be able to bring what I brought to the game, bring it to people so they can now apply it for themselves. Each athlete, whether they're seven or playing on the professional level, I treat them all the same. I expect hard work. I expect them to come to the gym each and every day, putting in 110 percent, and that's what I offer all the time from um, myself, and that's what I ask my athletes to to offer when they're in my facility. Uh, what led me to to doing this as an athlete, as a fitness fitness a someone that worked out his whole life. I wanted to be a part of this. I did my, uh, back at West Essence high school, I did my, um, my senior service with my trainer and getting a little bit of an insight on what he was doing and seeing what a career might be after football. It kind of opened my eyes then. So left, went to college, played football for a little bit due to injury, stopped playing. And I figured, Hey, Let's get let's get into the fitness industry. Let's work with athletes. Let's work with people. Let's try to change people's lives each and every day. Impact people's lives each and every day. And I felt like the best way that I can do that would be through fitness. So um, back in 2000, I want to say eight was my first journey of fitness, working for a couple of different uh, facilities, and then turning it over to 2015 where I opened up JD Core myself. I'm the owner, I'm the CEO of the company, and I brought along a strong team of fitness professionals that help me each and every day bring a great atmosphere to the Fairfield community. And, and it's just been a great journey ever since. Um, we're working with tons of local athletes, tons of college professional athletes, and of course, all the general people that are just trying to get either in shape, lose weight, and whatever aspect of fitness Whatever your goal may be, we have the program to fulfill that.
0: Okay, Coach, I'm gonna, I'll ask you a question again. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, a lot of athletes, I'll, I'll ask this more of on the high school level, a lot of athletes say, okay, they're going to work out and train during their season with their teams. What's the advantage if they're going to work out with you instead of just working out with their teams?
3: Uh, big catch twenty-two on that one. Um, <laughs> I always love to see athletes training with their teams, and as a as a local person, I never want to see my business take away team unity. Um, I'm I'm a huge believer in, especially nowadays with everything going on with COVID, and seeing all these kids not be as connected with each other. Um, in all aspects, the past ten years, twelve years that I've been doing this, I always look at. Team training, it's amazing. You want to do it. You want to have that camaraderie. You want to build that 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 team chemistry, right? So I never push away from athletes actually going to their own weight rooms or doing that as a team. But what I like to bring to the table is getting that extra. I like that's to make what. Sure yeah, that's what I mean. yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant, Coach. Uh, that, yeah, that's what extra, I meant. Additional. You know? Yeah. Um. So the additional is every single athlete's different. Every Every athlete's unique. Every athlete has something that they need to find that's going to take them to the next level. Right. So not every athlete is going to be trained the same. Not every athlete is going to go out there and, you know, and need the same movement patterns or the same exercises. You know, I tried to incorporate in the core FX program, which I created over the past eight years was the core FX program, which is a functional performance training program that incorporates movement, flexibility, mobility, strength endurance core training and i like to gear that to each individual athlete making sure that depending on what sport they're playing depending on what type of position or wherever they are on the field every type of movement is making sure that it is going to individualize to each athlete you know obviously everyone's going to need something a little bit extra so that's where i come into play i like to be able to give the ability to dial into the athlete connect with them see what they're missing you know they might just be missing a little tweak in their workout that can then elevate them making sure that they can compete, making sure that they can get the starting spots. And you know what, maybe by their senior years, if it takes that long, you know, but they, it, it it all depends on just putting in the work, getting in the extra and then making sure that you're applying it on the field.
1: Coach, that's the perfect segue to uh, to my next question is how rewarding is it for you to see an athlete that you've trained take the field and you see that they've like elevated their, their game to the next level.
3: It's always amazing to see it, but it's always amazing when like a parent or like someone that they know is reflecting on it where they're like, oh my God, so-and-so is hitting the ball farther or running faster, or they see him rounding second base. Like, oh my God, he wasn't doing that last year. It's like, so when I get little feedback from people, it's beyond rewarding. You know, it's, I, I mean, I had a lot of people in my corner when I was an athlete. So for me to be there and actually watch athletes from even as young as seven, eight, nine years old, and then coming back to me senior year or junior year in college and then and just seeing the athletic development and and watching the progression and then even later in life I have athletes that started with me 12 years ago that are in their fitness, they're in their uh actual careers of life and they're still my they're still my clients so obviously uh, impacting them at a youth a young age and now even into their everyday lives 12 years later is is even more rewarding to know that I've connected with them on the field off the field in life and every aspect
0: awesome so say i'm a kid playing either youth sports or high school sports i sign up to train with you what can i expect can you describe some workouts some expectations like you know just i guess what would i expect as either a youth or a high school uh athlete looking to train with you
3: well, we're going to dial we're going to dial into the program. We're going to evaluate you. We're going to make sure that you're doing the right movements. We're we I mean, on the younger end, we're going to make sure that you're having the proper movement patterns, you're getting the fundamentals. So on that aspect, it's more of understanding where the athlete actually is. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier when a when a high-level athlete walks in the door or a professional athlete walks in the door. You know, you're already watching someone that's already been there. They've already done it. Now all you're doing is fine-tuning things. So it's a lot different between someone that's a youth versus professional level. Youth athletes, I don't care about how much weight you could push. I don't care about how fast you can run. I wanna see that you're doing them properly, your body mechanics are proper, and then worry about, let's see, your 40 time. Let's see how much you could bench press, how much you could squat. And like, everyone wants to jump to those numbers. But me personally, I'd rather see my athletes working on the fundamentals learning everything from like you you crawl before you run right so you want to start off then by learning the mechanics and then progressing all the way up to whatever squat patterns or cleans and deadlifts olympic lifting you know but just being more individualized to start and then progressing as the athlete needs to
1: nice coach how has your background as both a high school and as you said a collegiate athlete helped you prepare to train your athletes today
3: so all my programs were pretty unique programs. So what I learned and what I have went through um, between either all the injuries I've had in sports and all the success I had in sports, I was able to take a big wide realm of that and, and create the core fit eight and the core FX programs at JD core. I kind of, I try to use my vision of how athletes move and, and, and what the demands are for the sports you know i try to take that and implement that into the into the systems where it's my program i'm trying to literally see how a specific athlete is supposed to be moving during their sport and making sure that i'm implementing game specific movements um making sure that their bodies can endure the movements that are that are that are met for all the demands for the sport you know so you have to make sure that you're You're literally dialing into each and every person.
1: And who are maybe some of the teams? I know you're working with like a youth baseball team right now. Who are some of the teams that you're working with or have trained in the past?
3: So over the years, I've had a handful of the local high schools. I've had kids from West Essex High School, Caldwell High School, Verona, Cedar Grove, all the local. um, The teams now, I have Caldwell High School. I have their football team working with me currently right now. I have a handful of West Essex athletes um, football, wrestling, uh, lacrosse. And right now I have the Braves, the AJ Braves, um, entire, uh, I would say travel baseball team, anywhere from ages 10, all the way up to 13. Um, so those are my current athletes. I've trained a handful of professional athletes, um, all levels from starters to, to practice squad guys, um, over the, over the past few years. So, Um, Currently right now, a lot of local athletes.
1: Nice.
0: Okay, my last one for you is, uh, do you, like, when you want to train, do you train specific positions differently? Like, say you have a kid, he's a legit, he's just a straight quarterback. You're going to train him differently than whether a kid's a wide receiver or... Obviously, like an offensive lineman, or with girls, like if somebody's just a goalie, are you going to train her differently as opposed if she's like a midfielder? Will you do like specific position trainings for uh, for different you know positions?
3: Absolutely. So basically, for my whole program starts with the main movements that I want specifically that all athletes are going to need for their sport. So we'll all do the main exercises. There'll be certain exercises throughout. For wrestlers, when I'm doing sprints, a lot of the times when I'm doing resisted sprints, I'll make them do resisted um, up down So they're getting out of their stance, explosive movement. So I won't tailor everything to the specific athlete because we all need everything. We all mm-hmm. need to run. We all need to lift. We all need to do core flexibility and all that. But it's the little fine-tuning where when we're doing the conditioning, when we're doing specific movements, I make sure that I tailor those to basketball players, soccer females, uh, males, an offensive lineman who needs to be doing a lot more of that, that brute strength stuff. So there are different things that I will incorporate, but I do have a whole umbrella of of the actual program itself. So I I can have five athletes in the same program where it's like, okay, I might have a wrestler, a basketball player, a football player in the same program, but hey guys, listen, when you're on there, you know you're a basketball player, this is what you're working on. Hey, listen, when we're in this specific drill, you're going to be doing this when you get there. So they know when they're in certain areas, we will make sure that they're hitting the different movement patterns for the sport.
1: I just think it's so great that they're learning it at that age and at that level yeah. because it's amazing to me. I look back and maybe you can relate to this a little bit, Coach, because you weren't, you're weren't. you younger than me, but like you go to high school, you're competitive, you're an accessible program, you go to college. I literally learned how to run. Like, it's amazing to me that, like, I wasn't running correctly all through high school, you know, but, like, now they're getting that at such a younger age, and it's just so much ben- more beneficial yep. for their development, I feel like, you know?
3: For sure. Well, it's definitely progressed. I mean, even from when I, when I was in high school, um, I, I mean, I was blessed to have a very good strength coach at my high school. He was actually probably better than the college strength coach that I had. Was it Mr. Marsilius? throw that out there. Um, but Coach Wass is a yep, G. Yep. He's the best. I mean, he literally... <laughs> Every, I mean, I talk about him today. I use him as examples in my facility. And it, it's truly amazing that even as, I mean, I started lifting in high school, not as young as some of my athletes now, but it is amazing that I I was taught proper movement patterns in high school that I, some kids were learning in college. So nowadays, mm-hmm. I mean, these kids are learning it at eight, nine, 10 years old, yeah. you know, that it's even, you're not even getting to the to middle school or high school, you're already learning these movement patterns. So it is it is great. And as long as they're getting the proper training and they're learning the basics and learning the right way and not just trying to rush through the progression, you know, it's amazing that these athletes are. It's accessible to all these athletes at a young age, because it really wasn't. It's evolved tremendously over over, I would say, probably the past 10 years.
1: And it's so important, like even like, yes, the younger kids, then in high school, you think about injury. You know, like how many Mm -hmm. kids are getting injured maybe like, you know, even just 10 years ago. And it's just so helpful for them for injury prevention and maybe just hurting themselves if they're in the weight room on their own, you know, so I think that's great. I I commend you for for what you do, Coach. Absolutely. We're going to run into uh, quick, quick rapid fire. These are meant to be fun and quick. So we got a couple more Mm -hmm. questions for you. (laughs) All right.
0: So real quick, high school athletes diet. What are three things you would tell them to eat? And three things you would tell them to avoid.
3: All right. So three things I would tell them to eat is making sure that they're eating quality proteins. That's chicken, steak, fish. All right. Um, I would say good carbs. Making sure if you don't know what carbs are, I want you to make sure you're having good potatoes, rices, stuff like that. Okay. And vegetables, guys. Make sure you're getting your vegetables. It is super important. It's the ones that you're always pushing away, just like the stretching after your workout, you wanna push that away. Make sure you're getting your vegetables and you're stretching. All right, three things that I would say stay away from. Soda, get it out of your life. It's empty, does nothing for you. Two, stop popping in the Pop-Tarts in the morning. All right, guys, have a quality breakfast, all right? Have some eggs, have something with some substance, all right? Don't just be lazy, roll out of bed, have a Pop-Tart, all right? Make a good breakfast so all the parents out there, make sure you're cooking quality meals for your athletes. And I'd say the last thing that you see a lot of people having is just is just all the sugar. Just cut sugar out of your diet as much as you can. If it's coming naturally from fruits, that's fine. But all the processed junk, keep it out of your life. You'll perform better, and you'll be a better athlete.
1: Nice. Okay. Perfect advice. All right, Coach, but we all like a cheat day, right? So if you have a cheat day, what are you having? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, I'm a big pizza guy. So I push it every, every weekend where on Sundays, I try to enjoy pizza from somewhere. I mean, in Jersey, obviously we know we got, you know, on every other corner, we have a great pizza <laughs> place. So I do like to cheat
0: on uh, pizza a lot. Okay. Uh, next one Un- your preference, Under Armour, Nike or Adidas. I'm an Under Armour guy and
3: it's, uh, I used to be a Nike guy, but my boy, the rock, all right, he's an Under Armour guy, so I'm an Under Armour guy. Okay. Um, that's
1: me. <laughs> nice. I wanted you to talk really quickly about some of your charitable contributions, uh, Coach. I know you did some stuff um, with raising money for Alzheimer's. I actually teach with your sister, Nicole, and I remember a couple of years ago, we did a workout at your gym together where we raised money for like a, yes. a student in need. So would you mind just telling us a few of those things that you've done?
3: Uh, yeah, so over the past five years since I started JD Core Training, each and every year, as my annual party or my my re, my annual, uh, um, yeah, my annual party, I would say we'll call it. I do a workout, and then I try to bring people together within the community and try to find something, either personal or community-based that I can I can donate to. I've done St. Jude, I've done Alzheimer's, which is personal to me. Um, I've done. Uh, actually this year, this past year during COVID, I did the junior, uh, junior diabetes foundation. So I wanted to touch base with some athletes, uh, with, with the youth. All right. And with diabetes. So I'm trying to tap into that market as well. I, uh, I did local stuff where it was for the heart association. We did that, um, for a local student who was looking to raise some money. I think she was going through a surgery and I wanted to make sure that I could, um, take part in that. Um, I do it because I, I truly believe it's just amazing to to bring people that I see every day and we kinda take it outside of the gym and do a little bit more for not only JD Core Training or the community, but be able to give back to these great charities to make sure that we can, be, we can make a difference and be a part of it. That's awesome,
2: that's Very awesome.
3: Nice.
0: Uh, another one for you is, who would be one professional athlete that you could either train with or train?
3: one professional athlete that i could train uh i would say i'm a dallas cowboys fan sorry people <laughs> um i would have to say if i could i mean it would probably be Emmett smith he was someone that i always looked up to um very humble athlete went to work every day and 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 was very successful at doing it um if i could pick someone's brain like that and and to to be able to to learn from his success as a human being um it will be it will be a pretty cool thing to do okay
1: um what is an exercise i'm going to give you a two-parter pick an exercise that you do with like your high school athletes one that they love that you do with them and another one that they hate that you do with them
3: <laughs> um lately i've been getting a lot of love out of the uh box jumps i think these kids all i mean i guess that uh, we're pushing away from how much you can bench but how high we can jump. I think that's cool now. Everyone wants to be able to dunk a basketball. So I, I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of love from that. I would say something that everybody hates. I get a lot of grunting where I'm pretty sure it's pretty much flat across the board and I'm pretty sure anyone in fitness is gonna say the same thing. You use that I wanna say it's a six letter word, burpee, <laughs> and everyone in the room just loses it. Doesn't matter if you're seven or a hundred and seven. No matter what, when you throw that word out there, everybody just loses it. (laughs) So I would say it would probably have to be burpees.
0: All right. And the last rapid fire for me next week Brady versus Mahomes, Chiefs versus Bucks. Who wins the Super Bowl? I'm going youth. I'm going
3: with my man Mahomes. (laughs) I'm not a Brady hater. I wouldn't be mad to see him get his seventh ring, but I uh, I like the vibe that they have going on over there in Kansas City.
0: Okay,
1: all right, and there my husband's other show K and K is doing a um, you know taking a tally of favorite Super Bowl appetizer from these choices. Well, wait, like,
0: wait, wait! This is cheat day for him. Oh, exactly. Is, <laughs> it's a Sunday, so it's a cheat day, so he can answer this one. I can answer. You. He can answer. I that. would
3: say you know I'm not a. I think I'm like. Super Bowl Sunday. I'm more of like a dip guy, so oh, I'll okay. go with okay. uh, some some. Uh, I like the buffalo chicken dip. All right, I like All that. right. there you Those are a little nice. something. All right. Not gonna lie, I like something like that. All right, I like the perfect. Little, the dips.
1: Coach, thank fan. you so much for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. We really enjoyed talking with you, and thank you for the work that you yes. do uh, with with the athletes that you train. It's such an important piece of of being you know successful today
3: absolutely thank you guys for having me and it's my passion i'll continue to be doing this for a very long time and uh what you see is what you get we're very consistent down at jd core and then once you walk in you're always committed to the core so thank you again guys
0: absolutely i'm mean, gonna we're putting up your website and your instagram info so uh you know well and we'll post it on our web page and stuff once we get the uh website up. so absolutely, absolutely.
1: thanks absolutely Coach.
0: guys thank you so much have a great night thanks thank for you the time. you too Good night
1: all right. Another night with two nice. Absolutely. Great guests. Two yeah. great
0: guests tonight. Um, fantastic. I mean, I, listen, that, that stuff's so important. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm and trying like to say?
1: Said, I really, you know, you think about functionality and you're just being safe and not getting hurt and, getting the most out of your, you know, Yeah. I just think, again, I always think of myself and I was amazed at how poor my running form was until I learned really to do it correctly. And you think, Oh my gosh, I could have been so probably been so much more effective in high school, you know? So uh,
0: we have one <laughs> more thing. Our good friend yes. from Maryland has given us an awesome rank five.
1: Yep. Uh, it's yep. a two
0: part question. Part one is you and I have to rank R as a player in high school but well, you just told me as a player. Okay.
1: Um, oh, I didn't even do college. I figured high school. Yeah, he did high school. Okay, okay, so high school.
0: Um, from five to one.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't really rank them. but I just gave five. Okay, that's fine. You okay. can get five. Okay. Uh,
0: of your personal rivals when okay. you were in high school, so you can go first. Okay. I and kind, what sport?
1: Okay, I kind of did them. Great question, Kenny. I kind of ranked them like according to my sport so in basketball I really only came up with like one rival rival I felt like um you know in our it was a crosstown rivalry we played them every year it would have to be Caldwell you know we had them in our Christmas tournament I played with those kids like you know in AAU or you know in summer league and then you play again so you just like that rivalry um and just always know who everybody is you mm-hmm. know um so that was like a crosstown rivalry in basketball in field hockey let me go to lacrosse In lacrosse um we were a new program my freshman year so um, you know there was it was a growing sport so um you know west morris was also new so i felt like we were very competitive with them and they were west essex and west Morris are two programs that like exploded to be you know um you know top notch in the state so i would say west Morris because we kind of came onto the scene at the same time and had some really good games And then I'm going to say Columbia because that was kind of who we – Columbia was very strong at the time. It was kind of who we aspired to be, so I would say those two. In field hockey, these are my last three are all in field hockey. So if we're talking – or my last two, I should say. If we're talking, like, conference and state sectional title, I'm going to say Mount Olive. Okay. Because we – I just always remember, like, seeing them in the sectional finals. Um, And then my – I would have to say that our biggest field hockey rival was Shawnee, who was number one in the state, and then, you know, for so long – so, and then we went down and we beat them. So, that was, like, that was okay. huge. And again, always competing against those One games. that
0: stands out, though? Is yeah. there, like, one that's, if you had to say one?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I guess, I don't know. Not really. I don't know. I, I guess Shawnee, just because it was big time. It was big time. Yeah, okay. we were always training together again. And then, you know, it came my senior year we like finally because they were very very south jersey you know and they were always number one and it came to a head so we were just we were competitive like in the off season with them we were you know so i would have to say them okay
0: mine i'm gonna go um i'll do a kind of i guess i'll go from five i have two high school baseball ones um hawthorne and pct um just because they were good we were good it was you know a league title thing Mm -hmm. pretty much all three years we were in there um my third one would be Elmwood Park. Uh, again, just it's a Garfield-Elmwood Park rivalry. I mean, you drive up and you're in Elmwood Park, you know? So, obviously, we're playing them in all sports, so that would be number three. Number two is going to shock Kenny. And number two is kind of going from Little League to Babe Ruth to high school. It's Rutherford and baseball, you know? We never beat him in Little League. We lost to him in... Uh, I want to say it was the um uh we the districts in, after we were district champs they were phenomenal obviously always in the little league and the like in their bracket you know whether they were a 9 and 10 or 11 and 12 they were phenomenal. And in high school we we were 3 outs away my sophomore year from winning a state sectional championship Rutherford comes it's just we could never beat Rutherford. So it was always like you know, we just we couldn't get over the hump with Rutherford. So it was just something always like that. And again, right around the corner. And one would have to be Lodi. I mean, you know, just the the trash talking. The again, you know, you're going to Burger King and there's Lodi hanging out. There's Garfield. Here comes trouble, a fight, you know, like we it's just it's Garfield, Lodi. Again, we could have never beaten them on fo- in football. They were dominant. They won they won the state title our senior year. We were and we were good. It was just we weren't to that level. So those would be my three. So he also came back and said, What about coaching?
1: Right. Okay. So, so those were his players. Yep. So now he's yep. coaching. As a coach. All right. I'm going to start with um, actually, as an assistant basketball coach at West Essex, I'm going to say um, two teams really stick out just because when we had our, we went to the sectional final three years in a row, it was Chatham that we just couldn't get past and then um, and Hanover Park in the conference, too. Just like three really good programs at that time. It was just like a battle every time. You know, we'd split with them in the season. We just could never get over that hump in the sectional finals. That um, was just really good as a coach, a basketball coach. That was um, – plus it was just an awesome team to coach that group of kids. So, But that was – I just felt like every year, this, those, those – those us three teams. Um, I'm going to say as a field hockey – and lacrosse coach, my next one is Northern Highlands. They are just, it's actually like a running joke. Some of my friends would be like, you drew Northern Highlands again in the state tournament? Like in both of those sports, we would just always draw them. And then in field hockey specifically, I'm going to say High Point, same thing. I would always draw them in the state tournament. Now, I I don't know if Northern Highlands and High Point would list me as a rival, just for the record, but (laughs) personally, they were a big rival. And when we beat, you know, those teams, it was like um, my my teams that beat them like did it for the whole program right, and right i feel like all the kids i would have the young the you know former graduates write letters we would read them on the bus and like they felt like they were doing it for all the kids before it was you know that made those games so special um and then my last field hockey one is going to be poclonic because it's just kind of one of those again crosstown rivalries they're right next door um and it was just you know a fun a fun, um, you know, well played game, and just you know, again, they were a good program, and uh, you know, it was just always, always a battle. Okay,
0: so. um, I'm gonna have six because I'm gonna have six because Kenny, of but because I have a tie, <laughs> but I'm gonna hit all my <laughs> sports. Okay, my last one's gonna be freshman girls softball in Garfield. I'm gonna throw out Pompton Lakes, and why? It's just I'm always gonna hate Pompton Lakes. Seventeen and zero, going for an undefeated freshman season, we blow them out game one. Game till we lose. I thought we're Ten, talking, nine. Not to be sounded,
1: we're it's just, it's sports. just. You know what? It's just to me. <laughs> listen, that's that. Right. Every
0: time I see Pompton Lakes, that's I'm like going to think of that, thing. and that's like, going to bother me. Number sports. two, it's a tie. Two sports: football, St. Mary's. I'm going to go see caucus, and I'm going to go back then. You know, we really like when people go and say St. Mary's your rival. We really didn't have like. I'm going to be honest. We played Lynnhurst, but it was really like. Liners really never challenged us, you know. We never played Rutherford, and really North Arlington was really never a challenge. So it was really, you know, who's our rival? You know, I'll get to our other rival next, but – so I would say in the league, Secaucus was good, and Beckton was Rutherford, East Rutherford, great coaches over there, always great games. So I'm going to say Secaucus and Rutherford. Um, J- Kenny's saying Jen Kurt always has yeah, six. Of
1: course, making his own rules. My next one will <laughs> be high school –
0: and it, uh, not high school coaching at St. Mary's, St. Joseph's, Hamilton. It's just, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you this: we never got to them. They're just on another level. I mean, listen, my last year, 2012, we were legit, man. It's just the same, Park Ridge and softball for him. Listen, th- this team was this team was almost like a St. Anthony's of basketball, small school, just phenomenal. We were great in 2012. We just never could go over the hump, but always in a state championship game swing joseph hamilton number two kenny's gonna love and this i started it with i take something back with st mary's i'm sorry i started this in junior football elmwood park heights and when we got to high school when they said we didn't play them in my first couple of years and they said just wait until we play heights a Heights st mary's game oh man but kenny could say this from that junior football we got them in a Super Bowl. We beat them up in a regular season. Here comes a Super Bowl. They upset us on an up you know. So always in that that Heights to me was always like it's a rival. Now I get to St. Mary's and it's like you're playing crazy games. We're down twenty to nothing one night at Heights. We come back, we beat them 21-20. A year later we play them in our stadium. We're down six. We're down I'm sorry, we're down seven. We score less than a minute left. Go for two. We don't get it. So great games, great atmosphere. Friday night in Heights, nothing beats it. And number one though is Wayne Hills. I mean, listen, Coach Breslin was on there. We had people on there. Sis was on. It's just when they said to me, "You're not gonna, you're not, you're gonna have no idea what it's like," and you're pulling into Wayne Hills and you just see parents barbecuing and tailgating. <laughs> it's like it was basically like being at a pro game. Just the, the amount of people there. Just it was. Nuts! The the coverage. they would be up. Oh, it's Wayne Hills week, and not only in a regular season, we played them twice in a state final, one time in a uh, state uh, another playoff game. One, two of them lost. One. It was just. So those are mine. Just the Wayne Hills Ramapo. It's listen. I was only there three years, but it's nuts. <laughs> but uh, Kenny, that was a great, uh, great question. top five. Yes,
1: hope we didn't disappoint with our answers there. Thank you for the good question. All right, coach. Good job tonight. Thank you to our guests. Great job.
0: Great to, uh...
1: Thank you to, uh, Andrea Mondo. Yeah, my, my I'm argument. not going with the other name. <laughs> and, of course, to uh, Joe Draws of uh, JD Core Training. Great to have them both on. And thanks to both of them for not just joining us, but for the work they do. One more
0: thank you to Coach Breslin yeah, and, and, and Mr. Kirkpatrick for his Christmas gift to us. This will be on me next week, not on her. <laughs> but she's got the black, I got the white one. These, uh, thank you, Coach Breslin. This is awesome. We're going to be having shirts for the show, shirts for maybe for our audience. We're going to get a little store going with the K&K. Kenny will be uh, debuting tomorrow. So, thank you guys. Thank all everybody for commenting. This show, we, uh, I didn't even tell you this. Tomorrow, I'm going to make sure all these shows are back up on our podcast yeah, portion Anchor. of it, mm-hmm. of Anchor. And uh, we'll go there. Tracy's saying, great show. Oh,
1: thank you Coach so much, Coach Breslin for saying, in, great everyone. job.
0: They look great. Yes, they do.
1: Thank you. Signing off. Good night. See you
0: guys next week. Sisters gave the thumbs up. That means the show is good. (laughs) Have a good night.